Welcome to the podcast, Restore Yourself, Restore Your Marriage, where it's all about discovering the thoughts that get you in the mood, the thoughts that get you out of the mood, and how creating a deeper connection with yourself creates a deeper connection with your spouse. I'm your coach, Shelly Anderson, coaching you through life, love, and intimacy. This is episode number 39, The Emotion of Anger. Hello, everyone, and thanks for joining me for today's episode, where we are going to dive into the topic of anger. Now, I know that this is an emotion that everyone has felt in their lives, and I'm guessing that we have all felt anger towards our spouse as well. So let's start off by defining anger and see how it might be showing up in our marriage. According to the Merriam-Webster Dictionary, anger can be defined as a strong feeling of annoyance, displeasure, or hostility. It can be defined as rage or a strong feeling of antagonism, which is actively expressed opposition or hostility, a clash of temperaments. Anger is also defined as a strong feeling of being upset or annoyed because of something wrong or bad. Anger is the feeling that makes someone want to shout or hurt other people. And anger is defined as a feeling of active opposition to an insult, injury, or injustice. Now we see in a few of these definitions that the word hostility comes up. Hostility is not simply feeling the emotion of displeasure But there is an added element that suggests that enmity shows itself in the form of attacks or aggression. This can come in many different forms, sometimes belittling our spouse, being critical of them in public, giving them the cold shoulder, or intentionally doing things we know that will bug them. In these definitions, we also see the word antagonism come into play in regards to anger. When we are feeling the emotion of antagonism, it means that we feel like we want to oppose whatever it is that we dislike or disagree with. So if we disagree with our spouse, we will most likely feel like we want to oppose them. This leads me to the verb of what it actually means to antagonize. When we are feeling angry and hostile and wanting to oppose someone, it means that we will seek to cause someone else to become hostile. It means that we will actually seek to incur or provoke their hostility. Man, this is very, very revealing. If we really think about this for a minute, it can be quite sad actually that this is the thing that we would spend our time seeking out. Think about how many awesome things there are in this world for us to seek out and actually spend our time on. Why would we choose to spend our time seeking out being hostile towards the supposed love of our life instead of spending our time seeking out being more curious about them or about ourselves? or even seeking out something that would add more value and meaningfulness to the relationship. 
Now, those are some important questions that we can start asking ourselves. Now, if we look at the roots of the word antagonize, we have the first part, which comes from the root anti, signifying to go against. And then we have the second part of the word, which is agonize. So, in essence, antagonize is like being anti-agony, meaning we are going against feeling agony. Isn't this so fascinating? We often want to antagonize our spouse because we are actually against feeling our own agony and suffering. And since we often blame our spouse for any agony and suffering we may be experiencing, and since we are often lacking the skills necessary to handle many of our negative emotions, we end up inflicting agony and suffering onto our spouse in hopes that it will somehow lessen our own. We simply don't want to suffer. And unfortunately, we usually don't know how to decrease our own suffering. This is one of the reasons that learning to manage our emotions is so important and valuable. All too often, when we don't know what to do with our negative emotions, we respond in a way that creates even more negative emotions, not only for ourselves, but for our spouse and for our marriage as a whole. This will most likely trigger and inflict suffering within our spouse that will then create even more negative results and the cycle will continue on in that way. And unfortunately, we often end up recreating the very scenarios contributing to our suffering. And let's be real here. When we are thinking negative thoughts about our spouse, blaming them for our suffering and feeling anger towards them, we probably won't be feeling a strong natural desire to be physically intimate with them. When I read the medical and scientific definition for the word anger and the part about antagonism, it also went on to discuss the presence of opposing actions, meaning that when it comes to the interaction of two substances, the action of any one of them on another living cell is lessened. Let's think about this for a minute and especially in terms of our marriage. The efforts of one spouse can often be lessened when anger, hostility, and antagonism are involved. Opposing actions. If we don't know how to manage our anger, our own actions may oppose the very thing we actually want. This can feel very frustrating for both spouses. If we are the one antagonizing, we may simply be trying to relieve our own suffering, but are not going about it in a way that is as healthy or as effective as it could be. Our influence on our spouse is then lessened, which means we will probably not get what we were hoping for, like less internal suffering of our own, and we will continue to be angry about it and start the cycle all over yet again. And unless our spouse has been highly trained in life coaching skills or managing their own emotions, we can probably predict that their reaction 
is going to be fueled by anger as well, with them wanting to relieve their own suffering by resorting to angry and antagonistic tactics as well. Now, this would be a difficult cycle for anyone to get out of without having a clear awareness of what is really going on. And don't we actually hope to have a more positive influence on our spouse? If so, we will need to check in with ourselves and see how we are responding when anger shows up. Now, towards the end of the dictionary definition, it goes on to suggest that we compare anger and antagonism to synergism. Now, this really got me excited because I absolutely love the concept of synergy. I first learned about synergy from one of my dance groups in junior college, which was actually called synergy. Now, synergy is defined as the interaction or cooperation of two or more people, substances, organizations, or other agents to produce a combined effect greater than the sum of their separate effects. Now, another way to say that would be that the total effect of the interaction between two people cooperatively working together is greater than the sum of them simply working together and their individual effects. Now, from a life coaching perspective, it's important to point out that feelings are why we do the things that we do and why we take the actions we take. So if we are feeling anger a lot in our marriage, we will most likely be acting from anger a lot in our marriage. And actions taken in anger do not usually have the results we are truly longing for deep down. Now, one of my favorite tools to actually look at sometimes is called the feeling wheel or the wheel of emotions. It has some of the primary and core emotions at the center of the wheel with some of the corresponding or similar emotions that can be triggered as a result more towards the outside of the wheel. When it comes to anger, we can find that anger can trigger other emotions as well, such as feeling jealous, frustrated, irritated, enraged, selfish, skeptical, furious, and critical. What do you think our marriage will look like if anger is triggering some of these additional emotions as well for the majority of the time we are together? Now, when I was growing up, my dad gave me a piece of advice that I will never, ever forget. It has been so valuable to me and useful and practical. And I will also say that it has been super helpful for relationships. He would often say to me, never take decisions when you are mad. Now, his point was to help me understand that reacting from a place of anger will usually lead to mean words spoken or unkind actions taken, things we often regret later on. When we call our spouse a name in the heat of the moment, 
We later will feel shame or guilt for having lost our cool. Not to mention, we might add on the feeling of embarrassment that we were lacking the skills to be able to handle ourselves in a more mature way. So in total, that's like four negative emotions all piled on together. Probably not too much fun. Now, most of the human beings that I know just want to feel better in life. Don't we spend a lot of our time trying to do things that will make us feel better? Think about how much time we spend each day trying to comfort ourselves and remedy feeling negative emotions. We spend time on social media to escape boredom. We spend money on clothes to feel more confident. Or we eat a lot of Ben and Jerry's ice cream, particularly the gimme some more flavor that has toasted marshmallows and a gooey graham cracker layer swirled throughout with a little bit of caramel mixed into it in hopes that that little hit of dopamine will get us feeling just a little bit better when we are feeling down about our relationship. We humans spend quite a bit of time just trying to feel a better feeling. But if we get back to some of the basics about feelings and emotions, we learn that emotions don't just show up out of nowhere or out of the blue. We aren't just walking around our house feeling angry for no apparent reason. Our feelings start to course through our bodies because they were triggered to do so and they were called upon to show up. This is especially true for anger. We start to feel the emotion of anger when we get annoyed by something that is said or done around us or by the situation or the environment we are in. But none of those things in and of themselves forces us to be angry. It's our thoughts about those things that trigger the emotion of anger to come forth. This is why thought awareness is so very important. Now, as a life coach, I teach my clients that the origin of our feelings and emotions is in the brain. It all starts from the thoughts we are thinking because our thoughts trigger our emotions. Our emotions are triggered from the brain and are a vibration that we experience in our body. This means that our anger starts from the thoughts we are thinking about any given situation we are in and the meaning we give what is happening around us. One of the biggest traps that we fall into in marriage is thinking that if anger shows up, something has gone wrong. Even we think something major has gone wrong. We unconsciously expect that because we have found our soulmate, that we will be happy the majority of the time. We often don't really think about expecting anger to come or that we should expect it to come or that it's totally normal for anger to come up in our relationship. Being able to handle anger in a responsible and mature way is totally healthy for us. We need to make a change in our expectations about anger. I actually had an experience with anger this last week 
And I was so grateful that I had a clear understanding that anger is totally expected to show up in my marriage. So when it did show up, I was able to say to myself, yeah, I am not too surprised that anger has shown up right now. The moving process can be so stressful and there seems to be plenty of opportunities to get angry about things. So I said, I can see that I am going to do anger right now and that is totally okay. I wonder how this will all play out and what things will be like on the other side of it. I'm not kidding. These are literally some of the thoughts that went through my mind. The good thing is that because I totally expect my marriage to be full of both positive and negative emotions, I didn't have to try to push anger away or tell myself that anger shouldn't ever be a part of my marriage. It's all about expecting and predicting that anger will show up when called upon by my own thoughts. And the most beneficial part about that is that there wasn't any guilt or shame because I had felt angry because I already knew that it was an expected part of marriage. Now, I'm actually not a person that gets angry easily. So I don't feel a lot of anger a lot of the time. So I actually did not mind at all that anger showed up during our moving process. It seemed very appropriate for anger to show up during such a stressful and challenging time. So I just allowed it to be there. But I also decided that I wouldn't make any crazy decisions while I was feeling the emotion of anger, just like my dad had taught me. I didn't say mean things to my husband or tell him to leave me alone. I actually just acknowledged the anger, let it in, allowed it to run its course, all while not overreacting. And you know what? Anger came in and it did its job and then it left. It is totally possible to allow anger to do its job without overreacting. No harsh words were said, nor did I do anything that I had to apologize for afterwards. Feeling the feeling of anger can be a fascinating and interesting experience. It can allow us to learn more about ourselves and give us insight into what our brain is thinking and to self-reflect on the level of maturity that we use in handling our own emotions. Feeling anger towards our spouse is not supposed to be all about them or what they did. Our anger is for us to reveal the work we have yet to accomplish. Feeling anger allowed me to give myself permission to have the full human experience, which includes feeling a variety of different emotions in my life and in my marriage. Since we are not created to only feel one emotion, I became curious about myself in this experience. I wondered what the process would look like 
coming out of the emotion of anger. I wondered what would trigger the release of feeling anger. Interestingly, after a few days, I found that I was saying to myself, I'm tired of feeling angry. I found this thought to be completely fascinating. I was bored of anger. Think about the significance of this. What was the worst thing that happened as I allowed myself to feel the feeling of anger without taking any negative actions? I got bored of it. This was incredible information for me to learn about myself. I learned that there is nothing to be afraid about when it comes to feeling anger because for me, I simply get bored of it. And then I feel eager to move on to feeling and experiencing a different emotion, one that is much more exciting. I was recently talking to a client and she asked me a very interesting question. She said, is what I'm feeling wrong? And of course this was in response to anger. And this was a really fabulous question because I think all of us may find ourselves asking questions that are similar. Like, is it wrong to feel this way? Or is it wrong to feel angry towards my spouse? Now, the key thing to point out here is that feeling anger in life and in marriage is not really a right or wrong issue at all. It's simply an issue of accepting that we were actually created by a loving God who has a perfect knowledge of things far beyond our own. He is the one that created emotions and he even created the emotion of anger. And our Heavenly Father does not make mistakes. He created us to experience all of the human emotions that He created as part of life's big equation and purpose. Anger is an emotion that everyone will experience, and we are meant to experience it. But what really matters is what we learn about ourselves from it and what we decide to do with it. And if we are created to feel it and experience it, then we were created to be able to handle it. There is no need to run from anger. Instead, let's start to accept it and be curious about how we want to actually handle anger moving forward. Let's take a minute to think about a more powerful question we can ask ourselves about our own development and progress. Like, what am I learning about myself from the times that I feel anger? We can even challenge ourselves spiritually on this topic. Maybe there's a more refined attribute or characteristic we actually want to develop that would help us in a new way when it comes to anger. Maybe feeling anger would be transformative for us giving us a new level of confidence as we leave the fear of feeling negative emotions behind. Imagine that we may actually gain confidence as we accept and learn to feel anger. For me, what I learned about myself when it came to anger was that 
As I accepted that it was totally normal and human to feel anger and that I was built to be able to handle the emotion of anger, I learned that I simply get bored by it. So I don't need to run from anger at all because I know that when I just allow myself to feel it, I will get bored by it. And then I will feel ready for something that is far more exciting. Like the emotions that come when I seek to connect with my husband in a way that is beautiful and meaningful. Let's put away the expectation that anger should never exist in relationships or that it should never exist in marriage. Let's accept the reality that we are created to feel all of the emotions, including anger. But at the same time, let's also accept the reality that we are not required to feel anger when it does show up. And we are most certainly not required by anyone else to feel it all the time in our relationships. We get to choose if we want to feel it or not in any given situation. And this is powerful. But if we are feeling it a lot, it's because we are choosing to think angry types of thoughts a lot. And again, the good news is that the thoughts we spend our time thinking about is totally in our control. And we can make a change in what we are thinking anytime that we want to. When anger shows up, don't go to great lengths to avoid it. Instead, be curious and find out what happens. I wonder if any of you will end up experiencing anger like I did and just get bored by it after a while. But when anger does show up, let's take the opportunity to answer some of the following powerful questions. What do I do with anger? How do I normally respond? How many seconds pass between the time I feel anger and my reaction? How many times each day am I feeling the emotions of anger? Do I like that number? Why or why not? Do I want that number to stay the same? What reason would I want that number to change? What words do I say when I feel anger? How have my angry words affected my marriage? What actions have I taken that were triggered from anger? And how have those actions affected my marriage? And do I like these results? Here's another powerful question. I wonder what will happen if I just sit down and feel the emotion of anger for a few minutes without doing anything else. What emotions would I rather be feeling more often in my marriage other than anger? Am I thinking the thoughts that would create those other emotions on purpose? Why not? How can I start to use a more synergistic, creative, or cooperative mindset more often in 
my marriage. Now, let's remember some of these important points as we get to the conclusion of this episode. Never make decisions when you're mad. Expect anger to show up. Remember, it's totally normal and human to feel and experience anger. And we don't need to be afraid to feel it. Don't run or avoid anger. Just find out what you do with it. And let's ask ourselves if there is any emotion that we would rather feel instead of anger in any situation that we're in. And what thoughts would help us create that emotion for ourselves. Now, when we work to improve our relationships, we in turn improve our own lives. If we seek to improve the meaningfulness of our own interactions with others, as well as our own level of cooperative skills, especially with our spouse, the synergy will start to take flight. So this next week, let's see what we actually do with anger when it shows up and then see if we can discover what happens when we level up with a mindset for creative, contributive, and collaborative synergy. Because remember, the more you restore that type of synergistic intimacy within yourself, the more you restore it with your spouse. Thank you so much for listening today, and I hope you will join me again next week.